Turn to your Bibles this morning, if you would, to Luke chapter 11. Uh, and we're going to talk about prayer. And at the end of this service, uh, we are going to honor one more person, so don't let me forget. Um, we are sending out Aaron Howard today. We're going to pray for at the end of this service. We're going to talk about prayer, and then we're going to pray for at the end of this service. She's going to Mexico for the next 12 months to work in an orphanage. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of that and to send her at, out as well. Uh, today, as we start this series on prayer, uh, it's my heart and my desire that literally you would walk away each weekend uh, with just a greater desire to connect with God, uh, to connect with Him in prayer, to connect with Him in a deeper, meaningful relationship, that you would walk away maybe even with some new tools and a, and a greater understanding of how to pray. Uh, one thing I've come to realize is that I, I believe as Christians, we all want to pray, um, but a lot of us maybe don't know how to pray, um, or maybe we've heard somebody else pray and we think that's the way to pray. And so we, we don't pray because maybe we don't know how to. Uh, maybe we don't pray because we don't know we should. Uh, maybe we don't pray because we don't understand the power that, that rests in prayer. And so it's my heart's desire that as we do this series, you would walk away uh, with just a greater hunger and a greater desire to spend some time uh, with God in conversation uh, with Him. Uh, let me just give you a definition of prayer, and then we're going to read Luke 11. A definition, uh, according to dictionary.com, is this, a spiritual communion with God or an object uh, of worship as a supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession. A spiritual communion with God. My definition of prayer as we, as we start today is simply this, having a conversation with God. Okay? Uh, if we just put all the complicated definitions aside, just this simple thought, when you think about prayer, just think about having a conversation with God. You talking with God and God talking to you. Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, now this was not the baby Jesus, okay? He was older here, all right? So don't be confused with the gold fleece diaper wearing baby Jesus. His disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Teach us to pray. The disciples must have saw something so unique and so intriguing and so powerful that it stopped them, and they literally observed the prayer time that Jesus was having, okay? This wasn't just like they kind of passed by and like, oh, Jesus is praying, and then later on said, hey, can you teach? No, they, they, they actually must have literally investigated and watched because they said these words, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples, Okay? So he saw Jesus prayed in a certain place, saw that was powerful, remembered, wait a second, John taught his disciples to pray, but I want to pray, like, pray like Jesus is praying. Now, think about that prayer time for a moment. Okay? Think about God on earth connecting with God in heaven. Okay? That, that's a pretty powerful moment to observe. Now, some of you that have learned the, the power and the significance of prayer, you know what it's like when you have a great conversation with God. You know what it's like to walk away and say, man, that was such a great time with God. You know, whether it was you got answers as he spoke to you or you just, you just gave some things that were weighing heavy on your heart to him, and you know what that was like. But just imagine here, Jesus, you know, the Son of God, God incarnate in the flesh on earth, connecting now with God the Father. This was a powerful moment, so powerful that the disciples noticed it, and they said, hey, we want to pray just like that. Now listen to the words of Jesus. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Now, in Matthew, and then maybe the, 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 the translation you're looking at today, it might say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Well, the ESV is, is a more literal translation, and although Matthew chapter 6 says those things, Luke's recollection of it did not. Your kingdom come, verse 3. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation. Verse 5. And he said to them, which of you has a friend? will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him anything because of his friend, yet because of his impudence. In other words, because he's really annoyed. Okay? How many of you guys have children? Okay? And you didn't buy him that thing because they needed it or they deserved it, but you just got tired of them asking for it. Come on, don't, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about right now. I am not the only horrible parent. How many of you guys have done that before? Thank you for being honest. I feel better now, okay? I've been there before. Now, I don't always do that, but sometimes, you know, it just, yes, you can have the Skittles, okay? Eat them all now and get a tummy ache and learn your lesson. Praise Jesus. Because he's annoyed, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Verse 9, and I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who seeks uh, or for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be open. Now, we're not going to talk about this today, um, but in those last verses in the King James, does anybody have the King James version here today? Some of you do have the King James. Come on, somebody. Old English, got to love it, right? Thus saith the Lord, dear Lord, baby Jesus. Okay? Um, and so if you, have the new, or the, if you have the King James, it actually says he who uh, uh, asketh, receives. He who seeketh, he who knocketh. Now that is important to know because in the King James, that ETH at the end of it means a continual seeking, a continual asking, a continual knocking. So in other words, if we looked at these three words in their original context, we would see this. It's not just a one-time ask and you get. It's to continue asking, to continue seeking, and to continue knocking. Thus, the annoying friend in the verses before. Are you with me? Okay? So now listen to me. If you're here today and you've been praying for something for a long time, keep praying, ladies and gentlemen. If you're here today and you have an unsaved family member that you've been praying for, you say, God, I already prayed for them. I need to pray. No, keep praying for them. Because as you keep seeking, you keep knocking, and you keep asking, come on. The Bible says that God is going to do it for you. If you believe that, say amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that in the next few moments, God, you would anoint the words that I'm going to share Lord, with this great group of people. God, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us, Lord, in the, in the place of our life where we're at. God, from the youngest to the oldest, and no matter where we find ourselves in this season, that today they would be ministered to. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I've been teaching my daughters how to pray. I have a six-year-old, and I have a nine-year-old. And uh, now, uh, how many of you guys have been play, praying since you were a, a child, okay? You, you've been praying since you were a child. Your mom, dad taught you. Now, here's the reality. Even if your mom and dad don't teach you, um, I've met plenty of people that did not grow up in church. Uh, they did not have family that taught them how to pray. But simply because they come to a place of devastation, of need, of destruction, whatever it might be, they find themselves calling out to Jesus, okay? And, yes, I would qualify that as a prayer. 
But what I've been doing, because uh, my dad taught me how to pray, some of my greatest memories when I was a child was waking up in the morning and walking out and finding my dad sitting in that odd-colored chair. It was like an orangish, burgundyish, reddish. Sorry, Mom, I just, it was an odd-colored chair. And, and sitting there oftentimes just praying and reading the Bible. And I just loved observing, much probably like the disciples saw Jesus praying. I watched my dad pray. And so I began to learn at a young age how to pray. But on top of that, my parents took time and they invested in me and taught me how to pray. Now, oftentimes, that would happen at the dinner table. Come on, somebody. Now, I know that's like, that's like a dying thing. It's like you barely pray, you know. And I sometimes use the excuse, like, you know what? I prayed this morning. I don't need to pray over my food right now, okay? But, you know, they, they teach you at the dinner table. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the... Grub. See, you guys pray that one too, right? You know what I'm talking about. Or, you know, the, 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 the one that you would say at night, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. See, some of you prayed that one too, okay? My parents actually never taught me that one, but they would teach me how to pray. Well, I've been teaching my daughters how to pray, and I don't know what came over me, but, uh, but I wanted to try to pray like a Southern Baptist one day, okay? And so I went into, and I was just didn't even tell my daughters. I was like, okay, girls, let's say our prayers. And they say their prayers. And all of a sudden, I just, I always lay my hands on the little head, you know, and I pray for them. And I just started praying. I said, dear God. And all of a sudden, their eyes opened up. And they watched me. I pray, dear Jesus, that you bless my baby girls tonight. Watch over them as they sleep. You know, you all know what I'm talking about, right? And so I should have never done that now because now when I go in, you know, to pray for them, Faith's always like, Dad, can you pray that one way? I'm like, what way? And she's like, you God, you know. It's awesome. Just ask, just ask. You go up to one of my kids then, ask them about it, and they'll tell you. It's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, I believe that, that prayer is one of the most important, powerful tools that we have as believers. The problem is, is that it's one of the most ignored tools that we, that we use in our Christian walk. The sad reality is, is that a lot of Christians, they don't even pray. They don't even have a conversation with God. Or, or when they do have a conversation with God, it's much along the lines of, 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 of here's what I need. Okay? Here's my list of requests. You know? And, you know, you go through them, and then it's like, okay, thanks. You know? And that, that, that's become your conversation with God. Let me ask you this question. How many of you guys have ever had that friend in your life that the only time they talk to you is when they need something? Okay. Now, uh, Christina Belden, who's here, welcome back, by the way. So good to see you back in church. You couldn't miss the, new, the first Sunday at our new facility. Uh, she used to work at the Venetian in Vegas, and she had the uh, ability to get uh, show tickets. Thank you so much for all the show tickets you got. And uh, I honestly, I actually asked her one day, because I didn't want to become that person that always just went to her. Remember when I talked to you about that? We had this conversation because I was like, I don't want to be that person that just comes to you and talks to you when, hey, can you get me tickets to the Blue Man Show, you know? Hey, I got 40 of my best friends coming into town. Can you get me 40 tickets, you know? And uh, it was sad, though, in our conversation because she shared with me, you know, Ben, uh, a lot of times the only time I hear from people is when they want something, when they want those show tickets, okay? Now, I believe that God loves your prayer. Psalm 116 says that he bends low to hear your prayer. Such an awesome picture of what God does when we're in our, our, our prayer time. He bends low to hear our prayer. But I have to think sometimes that, that maybe he gets a little bit tired of our list and just wants to have fellowship with us. Are you with me? Much like you might get annoyed with that friend always coming to you. Hey, can I borrow your car? Hey, you got five bucks. Hey, can I? It's like, no, we're not that close. Leave me alone, you know. But I believe that God wants more from us and more from our prayer times. Uh, prayer is such a powerful thing, so powerful that Paul said this 
in, uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he said, I want you to pray without ceasing. Wow, meditate on that one for a minute. But not too long because you should be praying without ceasing. You know, are you praying right now? Start praying as I'm preaching. What are you doing? Pray. You're not doing it. You're staring at me. What does he mean, pray without ceasing? Now, obviously, that might be a little bit difficult. You got to sleep sometimes, you got to eat, and I'm sure God wants you to have fellowship with other people. But what Paul is doing here is he's showing the importance of a continual connection with God. That that connection with God should never be broken. I find myself, I wouldn't say I pray without ceasing, but I find myself praying a lot. I'll be walking through here setting up, and I'll just be talking with God. Now, I learned that when I was younger, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, because um, I wasn't always as fit as I am now, okay? And uh, I, was, I was a little bit chunky. And so when we had to run the mile in PE, guess who was the last one in? I know, it's hard to believe. You think, those long legs? and you No, I was the last one in, right? And so, I, honestly, I'd see all my buddies running together and whatnot, and I honestly just said one day, you know what, Jesus, you're going to be my running buddy, because I, I can't do that. And so, honestly, as a sophomore in high school, Jesus became my running buddy, and I would just run, and as I was running, I'd talk to God, please help me make it, Jesus. Please help me make it, Jesus. Don't let me die, you know? And became my running, my running buddy. Uh, but, but prayer is such a powerful thing. I read this uh, the other day uh, by a, a, an organization called Doing Family Right. Um, I'm following them on Twitter. Does anybody have Twitter? Okay, I'm following Doing Family Right on Twitter, okay? And one of the tweets said this. It said that of couples that pray together, a mere 1% of them will ever experience divorce. That's pretty cool. Of couples that pray together. So if you're married here today, you're engaged, you know what? Start praying together, okay? But then they, they gave me the second half of that. Yet 92% of couples, this is Christian couples that were polled, 92% of Christian couples don't pray together. Wow. If you're here today and your marriage is on the rocks, start praying. Start praying together. If you're here today and your marriage is great, pray together. Are you with me? Keep it great. Pray together. There's so much power in prayer, and I believe that God honors when he hears our prayers. He honors them, and, uh, and he answers them, and it's such a, such a powerful thing. So many benefits through that, but what I want to show you today is I want to show you the greatest benefit of prayer real quickly. I want to show you the greatest benefit of prayer. Here in Luke 11, uh, when Jesus starts out to begin to explain to his disciples how to pray, these two sentences catch me this morning, and I want to talk about them. When you pray, say. When you pray, say. When you pray, say. When you pray, words are being exchanged. When you pray, say something. When you pray now, those could be words in your mind. Those could be verbal words, vocal spoken words that you speak. I'm, I'm kind of a loud person if you haven't picked up on that yet, okay? And, uh, and when I pray, I pray the same way. You can ask my wife. I, I pace and, I, and I'm, I pray loud, okay? That's just, just, just the way I am. And so I like to pray out loud. I like to hear the words that I'm, I'm praying to God. But, but the key is this, is when you pray, you can't just sit there and allow your mind to go blank. Okay, that's not prayer. I don't know what that is, okay? <laughs> when you pray... Words need to be exchanged with God. When you pray, say, Father. Now listen to what he says. Now here's the thing to understand. This is not like a a, a prayer to be recited. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Hey, this right here is the one prayer. When you're praying to God, don't veer from it. Use these words and say this only. Okay. What he's doing is he's beginning to give them a structure, a framework for which prayer is to work through. 
And this is the first sentence is right here. Say these words. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. The very first words. When you pray, say this, disciples. Listen to me, Urban. Listen to me, church. Listen to me, Christians. When you pray, here is the first part of the framework that your prayer needs to work through. Are you with me? When you pray, say this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Now, I know maybe your translation today goes on a little bit further. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? But hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. This is the framework. What is Jesus saying? What is Jesus trying to tell us today when it comes to prayer? Here's what he's saying. Okay? Look at the words. Say our Father. What is Father? It's a term of endearment, yes, but it's also a term of honor and respect. When you begin to realize that he is God the Father, it puts things in perspective. Are you with me? And not only that, listen to what it says. Our Father, oh, by the way, the Father, that's where? Yeah. It's, 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 it's the Father in heaven, by the way. Okay. Now, what, what, what's this doing? It's not putting God in his place. It's putting you in your place. <laughs> Father. If he's your father, that makes you the child, the son or the daughter, okay? This is the proper perspective of prayer. First words Jesus said, okay, when you pray, say, Father, what are you doing? You're reestablishing the right order. He's my father, and he's a good daddy. Read on. You, you read it in Luke 11. He's a good dad. He's got so many things in store. Come on, how many of you guys had a good father? You know what I'm talking about. So I know some of you might not have, but you had a good dad, and you know that when you went to dad and you asked, hey, can I, oh, there you go. And you knew that if you kept annoying him, you'd get the Skittles. Come on, somebody, you know, okay? Man, it puts things in the proper, he's father. Man, Noah and Angela just had their baby girl. Come on, somebody. Uh, on the 26th, right, which was actually my dad's birthday, uh, on the 26th, they, uh, uh, they had their baby girl, eight pounds, no, seven pounds, eight ounces, and uh, saw pictures already, gorgeous, and he's, he's, he's now a couple days into knowing what it's like to be daddy, and I can tell, I saw a picture of him, he's already taken, I mean, it's, it's already over, she's already got him wrapped around her finger, he's like, whatever you want, baby, you want the BMW, okay, it's all yours, you can, okay. Man, it puts things in the right perspective. He's Father God. I'm the child. That means he's going to protect me. He's going to care for me. He's going to provide for all that I need. Our Father. Come on, are you with me this morning? This is, hallowed be your name. Now, what, we don't walk around using that word. I know that, you know, Caleb dropped smurferific on the news today, okay? But that is not a word, Caleb, okay? Hallowed. What does that word mean, hallowed be your name. What, what, what is Jesus trying to tell us? Now listen to this. This word right here, hallowed be your name, okay, is to render worship, to acknowledge one as holy. Jesus is telling us, Father, okay, now we're going to worship and we're going to declare you as holy. Man, that puts everything in perspective. Are you with me this morning? I mean, you just, he's father, okay, he's in control, I'm the child, but not only, he's, he's holy, man, he is good, man, I, I'm going to worship him. It's putting things in perspective, okay? Our father, hallowed, we're worshiping him. We're worshiping the king of kings, the Lord of lords, but we're also worshiping daddy. Come on, somebody. Now listen to what the next one says. Your kingdom 
come. I love the way Matthew 6 says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now listen to what's happened. These are the first words that Jesus says. Our Father, hallowed worship. Woo, you're good. You're awesome. Woo. That's me worshiping, just in case you're wondering. Okay. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Oh, on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. What, what's happening right here? We're aligning our perspective still further. He's Father. He's a good Father. He's a holy God. We worship Him. Man, He is amazing. Okay, now we got the right perspective. Now, my job in this prayer time is not to present my will to Him. God, you're awesome. You're an amazing Father. By the way, y'all know what I'm talking about. We mentioned the friend earlier, right? The one that always comes to you that needs something. Okay, you know the friend I'm talking about, right? Oftentimes, they've learned a portion of this prayer. Oh, man, that's a nice shirt you got, Caleb. Man, you're looking good today. Have you dropped a few pounds, buddy? By the way, the basketball game, you tore it up, man. So I, I like playing bad. Hey, by the way, man, can I borrow 30 bucks? Right? By the way, here's what I need. <laughs> okay? That is not the object of prayer. Look at it. Father, hallowed. You're awesome. Oh, by the way, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. See, too often times when we pray, we, we don't pray that way. We either pray when we're in desperate need. Help! I need somebody. Help. You know this song? Okay. And we pray when we're in need. We, we just need. I, I need help. Okay? Now, listen, if you're in help, pray to God. But listen, our prayer needs to move beyond that, okay? I, I, you know, when you think about prayer being a conversation, it's a conversation. I think back to my relationship with my wife, and I think about how miserable our marriage would be if we did not converse with one another, right? See, some of you are sitting here today, and you have no conversation with God. Some of you are sitting here today, and your conversation with God is, I need, I need, I need. But I think to my relationship with my wife, and I think about if I walked in the door, and I hadn't seen her all day, and I walked in, and I said nothing, she said nothing. Turn on the television. See how awkward this is? And just all day, we, we said nothing. Went to bed. Didn't say anything. Just like, you know, maybe give her a little kiss. Just like that, do. You know? Give her a little kiss. But we don't say nothing. Close eyes. Alarm goes off. Wake up. Don't say nothing. Are you, are you, are you, are you following me here? Okay. That would be a miserable marriage. Especially for the women because they got so many things they want to talk about. The guys, we could be happy with Sports Center for a while. <laughs> oh, man, but after about... Three minutes, the women would be going crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or let's take it to the next level. Maybe, maybe I do talk with her, but it's only when I need something. What if I walk in, you know, I get home, close the door. Hey, dinner now. Well, I tried that one time. I didn't see the black eye. Okay. I mean, think about it. Dinner. Hey, get the dishes off. Do the laundry. Ooh, it's getting quiet. But yet, what's our relationship 
like with God. Now, we don't call it laundry, but I need to build out of this one. God help. If prayer is one of the most powerful tools we have, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be using it more. Are you with me? I once heard this statement that said this, God does everything he does on earth by invitation. Everything God wants to do in your life, he will do if you open up your mouth and you begin to ask, if you begin to seek, if you begin to knock. Are you with me this morning? See, as I walk through this today, I have to come to this conclusion as we end this morning. I have to come to this conclusion. That, that the main purpose of prayer, as seen in the first two sentences of Luke chapter 11, as we look at what Jesus said to say when you pray, as I look at those, I have to come to the conclusion that the main purpose of prayer is not to make you a better evangelist. It's not to make you more powerful at your job place. It's not so that you can bring your long list of requests to Jesus. The main purpose of prayer is so that you could connect with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on a deeper level and have a great, meaningful relationship with him. If you believe that, say amen. That is the purpose of prayer. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life. God, not my will somehow be worked out. Not my desires somehow come to pass. But God, what's going on in heaven? I want that to happen right here, right now in my life. God, the way that you have purposed my life. God, the plans that you have made for me. God, the destiny and the dream that you have for my life. You know the Bible says this, that as you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Ah. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. I believe the verse is this because if you study the word delight in its context, the word delight does not mean, oh, I worship you. You're awesome, God. You're wonderful. Okay? Do you, do you always make a fool out of yourself on Sunday? Yes, I do. That is not the delight that the Bible talks about. If you study the word delight, the word picture is this. It's clay in the hands of a potter. Now, the Bible talks about in the New Testament that we're the clay, he's the potter. That word delight, the word picture is clay in the hands of a potter. And he's molding, he's pushing, he's carving out, he's cutting things off. See, delight doesn't sound so delightful now, does it? Delight yourself. Put your clay in the potter's hands. Allow him to shape you, mold you. The Bible says we're vessels of honor, not of dishonor. Listen to me. I believe that the desires is what he's giving us, not what we want. When it says delight yourself, like he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's not like, okay, I got all these desires. I really want to get married before I'm 35. Um, I want the person to be really hot. Um, I want a really good paying job. Uh, I, I really want a nice car um, and, a, and a good tan. Okay, those are the desires that I have. Okay, what am I going to do? Oh, that's, I'm going to delight. Oh, I got one of them. Maybe if I worship harder. Maybe if I worship more. Maybe if I pray more. Maybe if I read more. Maybe if I, No. No, 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 no. What happens is, is you come to God as a blank piece of paper in prayer. Say, God, here's my life. Your kingdom come. Go ahead, just begin to scribble it out, God. Your will be done. And all of a sudden now he begins to pen the desires of your life. Are you with me this morning? The main purpose of prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is not me saying, here's my list of requests. God, do this for me. God, could you happen to, 
is there a portion of prayer that, yeah, there's petitions we bring. We'll talk about those, absolutely. But when the disciples asked Jesus, hey, teach us to pray, Jesus said, when you pray, here's the very first things you say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come in my life. Holy Spirit just spoke this to me. There's, there's some of you here today that you are holding on to a desire and you are holding on to a dream that God is trying to get you to let go of. You're holding on to a desire, a dream. Some of you, you're holding on to a relationship. Now, if you're married, continue to hold on. <laughs> but some of you are holding on to something so tightly, and God's saying, that's not my desire for you. But you're holding on to it. But if you'd release it, your hands would be open to receive what I have for you today. There are some of you that you are creating the desires that you want for your life. But I'm telling you right now, if you would let go and let God, the plans and the desires he has for you are far better. They will blow your mind. You, you, you know, I'm telling you right now, you're dreaming of a, of a camping trip, and he's dreaming of a, of a, of a, of a cruise. <laughs> what he has in mind for you will blow your desires out of the water. Ben, how do I get there? Real simple. When you pray, say, our Father your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life. Prayer is the greatest privilege of the Christian. Through prayer, your life, your service, and your very being are put in touch with an omnipotent God. Lord, we thank you so much for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is amazing. Do me a favor, stand to your feet. Just keep your eyes closed as we conclude our service today. Hallelujah. God, I thank you so much for every person that's here. Lord, we thank you once again for this place that you have brought us to. God, we thank you for this, this, this facility that you've opened up so that, God, we could grow and see more people come, first and foremost, in relationship with you, and secondly, to be a part of this community and begin to grow as we continue to reach others for your kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your word teaches about prayer today. And Lord, the, the, the sad reality is many of us here, we, we're not praying. But God, I believe that after today, we're going to begin to pray a little more. We're going to begin to connect with you a little more. We're going to begin to deepen that relationship with an omnipotent God. Oh, you holy, you holy Jesus. Worthy Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If every eye closed and you're just contemplating your life here this morning, I see some new faces. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you drop your card off at the information booth in the back so we can connect in a deeper way throughout the week. Some of you have come back and you've been gone for a while. Others of you, man, you're here every Sunday. But no matter which one you are, God has brought you here this morning because he wanted you to hear these words. He wanted you to hear these words. Listen to me. I, I, as your pastor, I have a confession to make. I haven't been praying enough. And when I say that, I'm not saying that I need to pray more because I'm a pastor. I'm just telling you with where I know I need to be at in my walk with God, I need to be 
and more of a constant conversation with Him. As I stand before you today, I ask for your forgiveness because I haven't been as much as I should be. And I was actually convicted as, as Brandon was up here today and he was talking about the ties and he said, you know, this is your pastors and you can, you can trust them. And I, I just felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. He said, Ben, the only way they can trust you is if you trust me and the only way you can trust me is if you're in relationship with me and the, the more of a relationship you have with me, the deeper that trust grows. And the Holy Spirit, as I was sitting right there on the front row this morning in this service, convicted me on the very subject I was going to speak to you about and said, Ben, I want a deeper relationship with you. I want to converse with you more. Come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. Talk to me more. Spend more time with me. Get to that place where Paul says, pray without ceasing. And I'm telling you, church, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm going to spend more time in the presence of God, not because I want greater growth in our church numbers, not because we need some breakthrough in our finances, not because I want our campaign to be really successful. I'm going to go there because I love him. And I want more of him in my life. Hallelujah. And you're here today and you say, Ben, I, I'm feeling that with you. God is desiring more of my time, and I need to be more conversation with him. And you're here today, and you would say, you know what, I, I haven't had that prayer life in a while, maybe never, but I need it. Listen to me. I want to pray with you and for you. And what are we going to pray? We're not just going to will ourselves into it. We're going to set up times to do it. You know what the Bible says of Jesus, that he often withdrew himself into the wilderness to pray. He had a place he would go and a time he would do it. It's like date night with my wife. I say, hey, let's just go on a date sometime this month. It never happens. But if I say, hey, baby, Monday night, 7 o'clock, we're going on a date. It happens. If you do not set a date with Jesus, it will not happen. But you're here this morning. You say, you know what, Ben? I'm with you. you were, I, I was convicted in worship, but maybe you were convicted as we were talking about it today. And you'd say, I need to deepen my prayer life. And you're with me. Just raise your hand right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Jesus, Jesus, you holy Lord. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being honest today. Thank you for being honest today. I'm with you. I got your back. I saw, I saw some of those hands go up. I know your names. I'm going to be praying for you this week. But listen to me. As you walk out of here today, grab a piece of paper and write it down. I am going to meet with Jesus. Listen to me. You don't have to go for two hours. You don't even have to go for an hour. But, but could you give them 30 minutes every day? Could you just say, you know what, I'm going to get up 30 minutes earlier and I'm going to make meeting with Jesus the first part of my day. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for all those who are honest enough today to say I need to have more conversation with you. And God, I pray more than, more than just a compelling thought, more than just a conviction. I pray, God, that they would take it to the next step. Oh, Lord, I pray that all of us, including myself, as the pastor of Urban Church, that we would get more discipline. And that we would literally set a time that we are going to meet with you. We are going to talk with you. We are going to converse with you. And in that conversation, God, that, that our will would align with your will. Hallelujah. That your will, God, would come upon us and become our will. As we worship you and see you as Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for all those that raise their hand. God, give them the strength, the power, the ability, the wisdom, and, and the time management. 
God, to make it happen this week. Lord, I pray they would not set out for the whole year, but I pray for the next seven days they would set a time. And God, as that happens, they would discipline themselves for more. And as we become a praying church that calls upon the King of kings and the Lord of lords, all of the rest would begin to fall into place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. Lord, I pray to remember the purpose of prayer, to connect with you in conversation and to deepen that relationship.